Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Tuesday, February 27th. I'm Sophie Kazis. Today, we'll hear about the up-and-coming animator starting Pakistan's first-ever hand-drawn animation studio. But first, the headlines. China's Communist Party has announced plans to change the constitution to end a two-term limit for its leader, paving the way for President Xi Jinping to remain in power for the rest of his life. The move is the culmination of years of effort on Xi's part to consolidate his power and signals a return to strongman rule aimed at restoring China to what he sees as its rightful place as a global power. On Monday, the Supreme Court decided not to hear an appeal from the Trump administration about ending the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, or DACA. DACA allows undocumented immigrants brought to the U.S. as children, known as DREAMers, to remain in the country legally. The court's decision keeps the program in place for now and allows DREAMers to continue to apply for work permits and protections from deportation. And more than 100 teenage girls are missing after a suspected Boko Haram raid on a Nigerian school last week one of the biggest kidnappings by the terror group since the abductions in Chibok in 2014. And now, here's the news you won't get anywhere else. There's no Cal Arts in Pakistan, no Pixar, Disney, or Studio Ghibli, which puts out Hayao Miyazaki's award-winning films. There are a few animation houses, but most of them make commercials, 3D shorts, or computer graphics for live-action movies. So it was a big deal when, in August 2015, a young animator named Usman Riaz sought to launch Pakistan's first-ever hand-drawn animation studio. It's called Mono Animation Studios, and its debut feature film, The Glass Worker, is set to come out in 2020. Here's Faisa's on Kita Rao speaking with Beckett Mufson on the story. Tell me a little bit about this world of hand-drawn animation now. Like, where does it have prominence and what sort of culture are we looking at? Right. Hand-drawn animation was the only kind of animation for a really long time. But in the last decade or so, CGI, 3D animation, has really dominated box offices internationally. Uh, You have, like, Frozen which gained $1.2 billion gross internationally. It's crazy. And really, most of the major animation companies have followed that money. And it's really fallen to more independent, smaller companies to keep making hand animation. Um, it's still really big in Japan and France. A lot of, a lot of studios are, are still devoted to that as a craft and can make money on it. And it is a cheaper initial investment, but statistically 
just brings in way less money than CGI and is way uh, less flexible than CGI. The director can change everything from the lighting to movement late in the game with a CGI film, both hand animation. You need to have a very, very strict vision and commit to every single frame that you produce. So it's less amenable to corporate interests uh, who may want to like make changes late in the game and really requires a whole team who's completely passionate about really, really repetitive tasks and uh, married to a vision from the very outset of the film. So then you have this guy, Osman Riaz, in Pakistan, who, despite this sort of being a craft that we don't see a lot, decides to bring it into his world and try it. How did you meet him and how did he even start making this film? Uh, right. So I found out about The Glass Worker, Usman Riaz's upcoming film that he's that he's been working on for the last two years uh, via Kickstarter. When I came across the Kickstarter, it was only concept images and like a little bit of um, preliminary animation. But I fell in love with his style immediately. It really, really reminded me of Studio Ghibli, which is one of my favorite animation houses and the work of Hayao Miyazaki. Usman Riaz also really, really adores Hayao Miyazaki and you can see it in his work. So I was immediately entranced by the glass worker. But Usman also has a bunch of other talents and he's already been kind of internet famous. Yeah, he uh, makes these amazing videos of himself playing percussive guitar. You're playing the strings, but you're also beating the body of the guitar like a drum. It creates this whole other rhythmic universe of, of guitar. And he taught himself this method just by watching YouTube tutorials and quickly became what some people describe as a prodigy at it. And he has a really well-known TED Talk where, where he performs and, and talks about how much he loves the internet and how the internet changed his life through music. And that led him to study at Berklee College of Music in Boston. But the internet also has helped him to achieve this goal of starting an animation studio. And now he has his first film. What is this film like and what's it about? So it's still in the very early stages. They've finished about eight minutes of the film. It's going to be a feature-length film, though. And it takes place in like a European-style city, but it's kind of um, steampunk with airships, which fans of Hayao Miyazaki will recognize as, as definitely a nod to him. And and we, we only see the very beginning, but it's the relationship between uh, Vincent, who's a young glass worker, apprentice, who's working in his shop, and then a wealthy family comes in, and he meets a girl about his age named Alize, and they immediately have this insane friendship and connection. Um, and it's just beautifully animated, and and what Usman has told me about the overall plot is that it will be about their relationship in a very tumultuous political period in their country with both local politics and war, uh, which is something that he's familiar with growing up in a city that was plagued by political strife and conflict for, for his entire childhood. The film, it's really interesting because, like you mentioned, there's some of this context from Pakistan and the characters speak in Urdu, but the characters are also, like, they have European names and are kind of on the European side, and then the animation's also, like, based in this Japanese sort of anime tradition. How do all of those cultures weave together? 
So it, it's a, definitely a multicultural film, but that is not an innovation of Usman's. If you think about a lot of the films that he watched growing up, Aladdin is a film that takes place in um, a fictional city in the Middle East with characters who dress in harem pants and, and fezes, but they speak and act like Americans. Um, and so what he's done is kind of flip the script on that, and he has characters who dress and, and look like Europeans, but they speak and act like the people who he grew up with and like him, uh, and, and they speak Urdu, which I've never seen a, like a major motion picture in Urdu. There's a CGI film that has gotten like a little bit of festival coverage, but it's nothing like The Glass Blower. What exactly is Usman hoping that this does within Pakistan, and will it change the culture there of animation at all? Usman is very modest. He would never say that his goal is to change the world or even change Pakistan with his film. He, he has a vision that he cares deeply about seeing made real. But that said, he's creating something from nothing. The interesting thing is that Usman, who taught himself how to animate from books and from the internet, is actually teaching many of his employees how to animate on the job as they're working on the film. So lots of people who came in without this specific set of skills will leave or continue working at Mono with a skill set that did not exist in Pakistan in large numbers before, which there is documented demand for. You've seen over the last couple of years, Hayao Miyazaki's films come back into theaters and sell out theaters over and over again. And there is a small market, but a, a thirsty market for these beautiful artistic films. And in the right context with the right story, it's definitely possible that it would break out and bring his vision, his stories about people who are like him, who he knows, to millions of people. How do you think we're going to see this come to life? Is it going to be in film festivals? How do these things get shared? Usman wants this film to go to film festivals and, and get a theatrical release. Film festivals are generally how a film earns a theatrical release. It will get awards and press attention, and the right mixture of, of attention will get a, a distribution studio to pick it up and, and buy it so that you can make more films. There are a number of, of distribution studios that specialize in the kind of films that Riaz is working on. Usman could get picked up by G-Kids, for example, which distributes all of Hayao Miyazaki's movies in the United States. They also distribute a lot of Japanese and French animation in the United States and give people access to movies that they would not see otherwise. They're usually limited runs where you may only get to see it for a few weeks, but they're there and, and they make these films accessible to millions of people. To read Beckett's full article, go to vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now.